Hello, my brothers and sisters, and welcome to Contemplative, where I hope that today you can come to know a little bit more how much Jesus loves you by meditating upon the Gospels, just like the saints did. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. So I'm a big fan of this TV series called The Chosen, and it's a about the Gospels. It's about the disciples and Jesus as they journey those three years together. And um, it's just at the beginning. It's in the second season. And there's some of my favorite parts of it are just these little moments, these little like 10 second moments in the show that just reveal us something about Jesus. I just think the Holy Spirit is working powerfully through this through this series, um, even though it, it's it's Christian and there's stuff that isn't right about Mary. But there's this one little scene where Jesus is in Samaria. And Samaria is like the lost tribes of Israel. The Israelites don't like the Samarians because along what they did a long time ago. And they don't follow the rule of God just like the, um, the, the Jews do, the Israelites. And he's asked to read from the scrolls of Moses in the synagogue. And so he's in the back room of the synagogue. And he asked the Apostle John, you know, the disciple whom Jesus loved, to, to come there. And he asked, what one do you think I should read? And John pauses for a long time and he, and he says, I, I like the beginning. I like the first ones. And in Jesus, you can see his face and he's remembering the beginning. He's rem remembering when the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. You know, just like you might remember something that you did a year ago. Like Jesus is remembering that. He's standing there as a man, and he's remembering those moments with the Father and the Holy Spirit, you know, when they made the world. And he says to John, that's a favorite memory of mine, too. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. And... It, it just gets at this mystery that Jesus was fully human. You know, when he came down from heaven and became a little baby, his divinity had to make room for his humanity. The divinity, you know, the fact that he was God didn't change anything about him being fully human other than that he didn't have any sin. Another place that, that um, makes me think about this is is when Jesus' friend Lazarus died. And Jesus loved this family in Bethany. Mary, Martha, the other Mary, Mary Magdalene was probably also a sister, and Lazarus. And and you can tell he, he just loves Lazarus so much. Um, some people have thought that, that Lazarus might have been uh, handicapped in some way since he lived with his two sisters. But Jesus just loves him. And... And he hears that he's sick and he tells the, the disciples that they're going to wait because Lazarus is going to fall asleep and the son, meaning Jesus, is going to be glorified through this situation. Meaning what he's getting at is he's going to raise him from the dead. So, so Jesus knows this. But he, he goes and when he sees uh, Mary and Martha and they tell him that, that Lazarus is in the tomb and they're weeping, Jesus weeps. And, you know, he just, 
he just cries over the loss of Lazarus. So, so he knows he's going to raise Lazarus. But that doesn't eliminate the, the fact that as a human, he knows that Lazarus has died and he's feeling that loss. So this Jesus being God and him being man just kind of intersect. And they're both there. He knows things, yet he feels the pain. It's kind of like if you know that you're going to go on a vacation, you're going to go, you're going to go have a party with your friends. You can know that's going to happen, but, but it doesn't mean that you go there and you're like this, this is exactly what I expected. And it's, it's not fun. You can't experience it just by knowing that it's going to happen. And so that this is what happens in the, in the gospel um, today. I, I want you to think about how it's hard for us to, to look at how many people are in the world, billions of people in the world, and to accept the fact that Jesus loves us as if there was only, if to, as if we were the only person in the whole world. And and when Jesus is hanging on the cross, and we we offer things up for him, he feels that. Back back two thousand years years ago, when he's hanging on the cross, he is comforted by that that little thing that we do. And when we sin, he is hurt by that. And, and it's just so hard for us to accept because we're so small and he is infinite. It's hard for us to accept the fact that our little sins actually do offend him mightily. And our little prayers give him so much comfort. But that, I think, is one of the keys of our relationship with Jesus is believing that he loves us as if there is only one of us. And he desires to be close to us as if there is only one of us. So let's let's pray to the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit can come down into our souls to enlighten us, to help us to understand the love and the pain of Jesus and how much he desires to be our closest friend. Come, Holy Spirit, Fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. So in the gospel today, Jesus is going back to his hometown. You know, he lived there for, for almost 30 years. That's a, long, that's a long time. And it's a small town, so he would have known, you know, pretty much everybody. And they would have known his, his father and his mother. So the gospel says he, he came to his native place accompanied by his disciples. And you can just imagine walking into town and he sees people that know him and they, and you know, they say Jesus or they, they greet him in some way or, you know, everybody's watching because they've heard that, you know, he's a new prophet and he's been he healing people. And, you know, he probably goes to his mother's house, you know, just like when you're older, you might do when you come home, you might go to your, visit your mom. And when the Sabbath comes, so the Sabbath is Saturday, but that's when the Jews went to the synagogue. It's like our Sunday, the Lord's Day. He went to the Sabbath and he began to teach in the synagogue. And uh, in the in the Gospel of Luke, it says he's handed he goes in and he's handed the scroll of Isaiah. So he goes up in the in the middle of the synagogue and he's handed a scroll which is like the Jewish book. 
and he rolls it out, and it's the scroll of Isaiah. There's there must be some reason they handed him the scroll of Isaiah. Um, and it'd be interesting to know that story. But he rolls it out, and he and he finds the place with a very specific uh, reading. And here's what he reads: The Spirit of the Lord is upon me meaning the Holy Spirit. For he has anointed me to bring the good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives, sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim a year of favor from the Lord. Then he rolls up the scroll and he gives it back to his, the assistant and he sits down. Now, all of the Jews would have known this reading. You know, it's a famous reading from Isaiah about the coming of this, this Savior who's going to lift up the brokenhearted, who's going to let the, let the beaten down and the imprisoned go free, who's going to bring sight to the blind. And Jesus sits down and he says to them, this text is being fulfilled today even while you listen. He basically did, he just comes out and says, everything you've been hoping and waiting for, here I am. And he looks, Jesus must have looked around the room and seen all these faces, you know, that he knew. And the gospel says that, that they were astonished and that they were amazed at the wisdom he had. And he keeps on teaching them. But he he tells them that that a prophet is never accepted in his hometown. And eventually their hearts are turned against him because they say, we know this guy like he's the son of Joseph. You know, he's the carpenter's son. He's been playing in the streets here for 30 years. Like, who does he think he is? This can't be the, you know, the coming Messiah. And Jesus says to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. And they get mad at him and they drive him out of the synagogue. And they bring him to the edge of town where there's this bluff, this cliff. And they're going to you know, throw him off the edge or stone him. But he just looks at him and he just walks right through them. And he walks right out of town, followed by his disciples. And I want you to imagine that, that you're there as Jesus is walking out of the town and you and you run up and you're walking right behind him. And the Holy Spirit just lets you know in your heart what Jesus is feeling right now. You know, he might be thinking about, oh, my, you know, my mother must be so hurt because all of her neighbors have rejected me. You know, I'm glad my father isn't alive because of how hurt he would have been that his neighbors, his friends just drove me out of town. And Jesus is hurt. You know, Jesus is so willing to go do things when he knows he's going to be hurt. These are the people that Jesus was closest to for 30 years. And they've just driven him out of their town. They've rejected him. You know, I want you to st stop Jesus. Come up and, and touch his arm. And he's going to stop and he, and he turns and he looks down at you. 
And I want you to say to him, I believe that you are the Messiah. I believe, Jesus. I believe. God bless you.